Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I thought this was really interesting because um, a couple's bedroom will probably say a lot about how they are, who they are, the personalities they have, and perhaps how different they are. You know, you could have one person in a relationship that's got a nice nice uh, nightstand with a, a clock and a, a lamp and maybe a nice plant. Very pretty. Uh-huh. Then the other one's got like nothing but uh, charging cords and a half-eaten burrito. That's mine. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, a woman who took a photo of her bedroom. A side-by-side comparison. She showed her nightstand, had a candle, plant, book, a bottle of lotion. Her boyfriend's side, cords, lube, an empty bottle of Gatorade, (laughs) and a baseball hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Now, I will say that I am the opposite. If you look at our bedroom, my nightstand isn't the, the, the cleanest for sure. But I've got like a little basket or a container of some sort that holds like change when we used to spend money. Mm. It's got like gift cards that I haven't used or business cards from people that I've met. Just scattered pieces of paper, receipts and all that. Yes. And then there's, uh, you know, like my charger for my phone and a lamp and a clock. And that's about it. Maria's side, it, it looks like a lawyer's office. There's just <laughs> stacks of things. <laughs> and papers and books and... And I know she's like, and she's got the dresser top as well. That's hers. Okay. And it's covered in stuff as well. Wow. Like, like, like knee deep. Uh-huh. You? Uh, I'm the mess. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> well, and, and it's more, it's just, it's not a mess to me, but it's a collection of junk. Mm. Right? And that, and that just, because, yeah, it's stuff that comes out of pockets or little notes. Right uh, here and there that I've, I've written, jotted stuff down like, on. Like I should clean this nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's buried in the back. I know exactly where it is. Oh yeah, and then, yeah, because I have an organizer. <laughs> Go figure. That's completely unorganized. Right. But that's supposed to be like it's, it's got a place where you plug in your phone and a clock and that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, it's even funny with clothes. Like, again, on Maria's side of the bed, it's just wherever they fall, they fall. And then come laundry day, she scoops them all up and takes them downstairs. Where we've got the basket on my side. And maybe that's why they don't make it to the basket on her side. It's just too far. Mm. You know, it's a big basketball throw across the room. But because it's on my side, all my dirty clothes end up in the basket. You know, you look at our closets, kind of the same thing. I've got things, I mean, again, not completely organized. Yeah. But, like, I've got, like, in the closet, like, a stack of old jeans that I wear when I'm working outside. And then right. i got, like, a stack of old sweaters. And, and Maria's is just, you know, you open the door and it looks like a hoarder is inside of there. <laughs> See, mine, I, I know where everything is in it. Mm. But to you, it would probably look sure. completely a mess. <laughs> and I, like, so in my closet at the top, there's a shelf that become, that is my catch-all. Because I can close the doors, right. right? And and like things like you know my travel kit, like the shaving kit, that's up there, and books, and uh, there might be some CDs. There's um, like ties and tie clips and all sorts of crap. Right. That this and I, I literally throw everything in there, and it, every couple of years I'll clean it out. It turns out that most, so a lot of different couples started sharing their photos, and this kind of became a thing on online. And it turns out, that for the most part, yeah, the dudes are the ones with just uh, lots of baseball hats. Okay. I guess it's because they're wearing it, and then before they go to bed, they just pull it off and drop it on the nightstand. Yeah, I don't really wear mine around the house, though. Like, really, mine, eh? Mine are all downstairs. Hmm. Yeah, you do love the baseball cap. You wear it everywhere. 
Yeah, I do. Well, because I just don't, I don't comb my hair in the morning. Right. Well, neither do I. Look, I never comb my hair. Look at this mop. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have one you wear to funerals and weddings? No. It's a good look. <laughs> the baseball cap with the suit. It's, <laughs> it's a classy look. The TSA in the uh, States has announced new fines for people who refuse to wear masks on planes. And this might end up being here as well if we uh, keep uh, causing trouble. 250 bucks for the first offense and going up to 1500 after multiple offenses. Right. Well, I guess once you've got on the flight and you've paid for your bags, hmm. what's 250 bucks more? True. <laughs> but then again, I, that's the thing that always amazes me, too. People go through all the headache, you know, booking their ticket and getting organized and getting to the airport, going through all the steps to do all that, to finally get on the plane and to be a jerk about not wearing your mask. Yeah, you knew it was coming anyway. Yeah. Now, mind you, in, when you talk about travel in the States, too, you can go from state to state for 45 bucks. Right. So it's a, it's a heck of a lot different. Here, you know, when we're... Getting on an airplane, we've mm. already invested part of the mortgage towards it. I remember taking Amtrak out of Detroit to Chicago, the four of us. I think it cost $80. Wow. Like for the four of us. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it cost more coming back. It just was a sell-off, I guess. They had some seats uh, available. Yeah. Plus, the great thing about the Amtrak in the States is they do have the bar car. You get up and take a walk once the train's rolling and go sit in their little bar area and have a couple of drinks. Four people couldn't get from Oshawa to Whitby right. on a Via. No, I know. Bucks. Oh, I know. <laughs> Cos Maria and I, uh, didn't, I got it as a free, but I wouldn't have paid. From Windsor to Montreal, we were going for a wedding. Uh, via one, a buddy of mine had a connection. Would have cost us $1,000. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Uh, international travel may not be all the way back until 2023 or 2024, according to health experts, because we've got to get to a point where about two-thirds of the people in the world have been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all have these, you know, great visions of being able to take a trip either later this year or next. And, you know, you might feel better about it if, if you've got the vaccine and off you mm. go. And that's fine. It, it, again, with a lot of this, it comes down to personal choice, right? Yeah, like, oh, that's that's a good question. So say you and the, Adrian and the boys all got vaccinated over the summer and then an opportunity came up uh, early next winter. Mm-hmm. To go to Europe for some reason, whatever, or maybe even in the fall, say. So you get the vaccine sometime in the summer, say like three months later, so you get to go to Europe for whatever reason. Yeah. Would you go? Well, only you knowing you got the vaccine? I, I think I'd consider it. Yeah. I mean, if I if I feel protected, if we feel safe, yeah. and uh, and I guess if, if you've had a few months kind of living through it at that point, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out. No, I would figure if the if you've got the vaccine in you, then you. You can't get it, right? Right. So that seems to be the case, anyhow. Uh, Russia is using free ice cream to try to get people to get the vaccine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that a big enough draw? Yeah. Although, who wants to be eating ice cream at this time of year in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a hot chocolate? I'll do it for Ooh, a- Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I'll do it for a hot chocolate. Remember the Zoom bombing thing early in the pandemic where people would crash someone else's Zoom? Yes. Usually doing something offensive. A new study found that in most cases, it wasn't hackers. It was an inside job. Researchers found most of the Zoom bombers got an invitation from some member of the meeting or someone from the meeting posted the details on social media specifically to try to have someone bomb it. Wow. Yeah, that happened a couple times in Peel with their school system, too. That's right. Kids on a Zoom call. Yeah. Can't trust anything out there in Peel. (laughs) I was educated in Peel. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) You might have learned something from a Zoom bomber. (laughs) 
Um, and finally, there's been more demand for hot air balloon rides during this pandemic. Okay. Again, a little cold for a hot air balloon ride, but I guess in some parts of the world where it's still warm, it's right. a thing. I, and I guess you're close quarters, but you're with the people that you're with. Yeah, other than the, the, I mean, you the pilot. think there's someone to pilot the thing. Well, here's the thing about the pilots. Some airline pilots who are out of work because of COVID have been training to fly hot air balloons. Oh, okay. It's my first time up, everybody. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, you know, you see them in the summertime. Like I used to see them uh, when I lived up in Caledon. You'd see them over the escarpment. Look beautiful. Right, yes. One of those things, though, that I would love to try, but I think I'd be in full panic. The like entire going up time. in that basket. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's one, my fear of heights. Yeah. Uh, two of my giving up control completely. <laughs> of your bowels? <laughs> that, that too. Yes, the lack of a bathroom on board. <laughs> How long is this flight? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when do we run out of helium? <laughs> yeah, it seems, it just seems like you're really taking a risk with just air and fire. <laughs> well, know. and the wind, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not a lot of steering going yeah. on there. Where's the exits? Over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a, a dentist appointment booked for the next uh, couple of weeks, and you uh, you enjoy like you know, bobbing for kiwi, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> playing playing the pink oboe. Uh, if you enjoy uh, penile uh, mouthification. Right. Oh. Uh, then you might want to settle down on that hobby. Unless you don't care. But it turns out, I guess, the dentist can tell if you've been enjoying some extracurricular activity. What? Yeah. Supposedly the top of your mouth, the palate there, gets a bit bruised if you uh, go at it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot pizza. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Now, you would think this would be one of those, like, urban legends, like a wives' tale that, like, a, a, a mom would tell her daughter, you yeah. know, so that she yeah. wouldn't do that kind of thing. <laughs> or a son nowadays. Listen, there's no judgment. Right. Um, but, no, dentists say it is true. Outside of them knowing you're not flossing, they also know what you've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more embarrassing? <laughs> Probably the floss. Right. I mean, yeah. it is more gross. Gross. Yeah. So it's a thing. So if your dentist comes in and looks at your mouth, you know, because <laughs> the dental hygienist does their thing, right? Right. Yeah. At some point, your dentist comes in and takes a look. Yes. If you like hear them giggling in the hallway, <laughs> or if he comes back for two or three other looks and says, "Can I take another X-ray?" You know he's sharing that around the office. That's, that's porn to a dentist, that's I right. guess. <laughs> Stick out your tongue. If you're heading to your 40s or you're in your 40s and you are still single or you're looking to be single, you'd prefer if maybe a relationship you're in would end, then there are some careers you could get into that would help end that. <laughs> okay. Now, some of these, you totally understand why, and then others I question a little bit. But top of the list, being a bartender will seriously cramp your status as a, uh, as a person in a relationship. Because Ooh. probably the hours and the temptation. Okay, yeah. You know, you would think, right? I guess, yeah. Well, I think the hours would be more than anything. And, and 
there is that kind of thing that, you know, have you not grown up and grown out of that right. yet? I mean, there's some people get in it, uh, get into it, obviously, at the end of high school or through university. It, it does pay a lot of bills. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's those who just continue on in that in that career. You find, you know, a high-end restaurant or or uh, or bar down downtown. Mm. You know, the, your mixologist will be a little older. Yeah, I don't generally. know that you want to be in your 40s at some kind of raving nightclub. Right. You know, being, like you said, in a nice steakhouse or at a nice pub. You know, that's probably fine and probably makes a, a good living. Just tough likely, to keep a relationship through it. Yeah, it comes down to the hours. I think in those situations, you find they probably date other bartenders mm. more just because of, of the hours that they keep. Well, and just, you know, look, at if you're in a relationship, we all have jealousy. You know, we all have level, different levels of it. And if you're in a relationship, uh, say your girlfriend or your wife... You know, comes by your uh, your bar that you're working in, and every one of the wait staff is like a 22 year old knockout, lovely, <laughs> wearing the, the, the tight black cocktail dress. It might be tough to go home every night and say, "Yeah, and it's another boring day in the office." Son. <laughs> they can't find anyone else to pour a pint the way I do. That's right. A uh, hotel desk clerks, maybe same thing. The temptation or the hours, mm, right? Um, this is odd. I don't know why a food processing worker. Uh, it seemed to me if you were working in some kind of factory or warehouse uh, processing food, it would be a good paying gig or, yeah. you know, enough of a good paying gig. At least stable. Brick mason? Maybe you got rough hands. <laughs> <laughs> Your hands feel like brick. <laughs> Actors, of course. Again, right. temptation. Gotcha. Flight attendants. Again, probably because the hours and the time away. Yeah. Tough, uh, tough gig. Um, yeah, again, something you do when you're single. If you if you're married and you have kids and all of that, that's that's generally young and single too. Yeah, right? vehicle cleaners. I mean, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a vehicle cleaner. Your car would always be <laughs> detailed. Well, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe they, they never clean get everyone else's yeah. vehicles. The only thing I would say about that, and I don't know what a car detailer gets paid, but I would assume it's probably minimum wage unless you own the detailing business. Right. But I think somebody in their 40s who says, yeah, I clean cars for a living might not be the the biggest catch (laughs) out there. I'm not saying it's a bad gig. I'm just saying it's not the sexiest job in the world. And butchers. Bring it home the meat, baby. (laughs) Got steak. Well, maybe it's because you got your hands on other people's meat all day long. If you uh, ordered pizza for dinner last night, you're going to wish you'd uh, stalled on that for about 24 hours. Uh Uh-oh. Today is National Pizza Day. Oh, no. Yeah. We blew it. Oh, did you have pizza last night? Well, the kids did. Well, then you can order for yourself and they can sit and watch you eat it. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the kids like to get on their pizza. Uh, they're, uh, they're a Hawaiian. They, they like, they like the pineapple on yeah. the pizza. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny with that, that debate, cause that's been going on forever. And people get very up in arms about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with almost everything on pizza. I, I, I don't, I, I mean, there's things I wouldn't necessarily order for myself, but if a pizza arrives and it had pineapple or it had spinach or mushrooms or whatever, some people like to order, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. The only thing I, I really kind of, if somebody said, hey, I'm going to get some chicken. If people put chicken on pizza. I okay. find it so dry when it's on a, a pizza that I don't mm. like it. No, I've had like a buffalo chicken pizza mm. where they put it in like wing sauce. Yeah. 
and get it pretty spicy, actually. Some photos going around recently that I saw where people are putting pickle slices on a pizza now. No, thanks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully aboard. I'd, I'd have that. Anyhow, when people were asked about their like or dislike a pizza, like 97% of people say that they uh, love pizza or eat pizza or are happy with pizza or fine with pizza. There's, so there's 3% of people out there who say, nah, I don't like it. Like won't have a pizza? Yeah, like, nah, it's not my thing. Wow. Which is, I find, very strange, and I don't know that you can trust a person <laughs> who says they don't like pizza. What's wrong with you? What happened in your childhood? Uh-huh. Uh, when people are asked about their crust, let's start with the base of the pizza. They like it thin. Most people in us say uh, they go for a thin, then a regular, then a deep dish. Okay. If it's not thin, I want a dip. Like uh, some sort of a vehicle, uh, make the crust into a vehicle for a dip. Even ranch dressing will do it. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Now, do you dip uh, the whole pizza into the ranch or just the crust? Uh, I would be guilty of dipping the whole pizza at times. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird thing that I uh, got introduced to when we were in Windsor. And uh, by the way, if you're ever in Windsor, in my mind, some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Really good. Anyhow, they dip in barbecue sauce. Mm. And it was good. Really? Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Okay. Any, you know what, is, again, like when it comes to condiments, you know, barbecue sauce or ranch dressing or mustards or ketchup, I mean, I, again, I, I love them all. I can't think of a condiment I don't like. Right. Um, women are slightly more likely to say thin crust than men who are more likely to say deep dish. Now, if you've been to Chicago... You know that deep dish pizza is a Chicago thing. That's the, the their staple. Crap. <laughs> it's horrible. What? I, I, we asked. It's not like we went to a bad place. We went to a really, the, the place that the the uh, the concierge suggested and people we talked to suggested. Because we really thought, okay, we're in Chicago for three or four you days. An authentic. We want to go to the right place. Gotcha. It was like, it was like a big pile of bread. With some pepperoni and Bravo sauce dumped on top of it, but wow. then that's Americans and their uh, their love of food. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, when you go to America and they say something's really good, it's usually crap. But it, that's crazy because even bad pizza, when it's fresh and oh, hot, we ate it usually. <laughs> <laughs> ate the whole thing. <laughs> Ordered another one to take back to the room. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even even pizza cold or a few days old, right. it's it's always good. I have turned down pizza. I'm not a big fan of cold pizza. I've had it cold, but I have turned down just because uh, you know some people put so many toppings on it that I just can't do it. I've had to turn it down. What do you like on your pizza? Let me guess. Well, if there's a Meat. carnivore option, <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not averse to putting a couple of veggies on there. What, like what veggie? Uh, I'll put green peppers and onions. You're wacky. I know. Wild. <laughs> I've had mushrooms on pizza. It's okay. And you ate it. Yeah, that's all right. The Canadian. Yeah, yeah, the classic Canadian. Right. When people are asked about the toppings they hate, anchovies by far. Yeah, who wants like eyebrows? I love them. I, my dad and I, when my sister and my mom say we're not around, we would order a pizza, just the two of us. He'd literally get like a double pepperoni, double cheese, double anchovy pizza and kill it. Oh, my goodness. I love anchovies. I'll eat them right out of the container. That's a good strategy if you want a pizza to yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maria gets so mad. Like, I get them on the side and she'll go, I can't even stand the smell of them. Right. I'm like that with olives. I, I find olives overpower a pizza. I'm not a big fan of olives to begin with, and I've tried olives on the pizza because you, you go to some places and they've just they've ordered it. Yeah. But I find it overpowers the taste. 
I like to look in your fridge. Uh-huh. It's probably like steak, uh-huh. white bread. That's <laughs> <laughs> for sandwiches. Milk, uh-huh. maybe. Uh, chocolate. No, I won't even say milk because that would be kind of healthy. Chocolate milk. No, there's lots of milk in there. <laughs> maybe chocolate milk. No, and and uh, crackers. <laughs> in the fridge. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.